0: This is an interactive live cast and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now, get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Richard Harris. I want to welcome you to tonight's Truth and Liberty Livecast. So glad that you are joining us tonight. Tonight's show is going to be awesome. Uh, As you guys know, tomorrow is Election Day in America. The midterm election ends tomorrow. And uh, so tonight we've got a really great guest, special guest, my good friend John Graves with Million Voices. And uh, we're going to introduce John more properly here in just a second. Um, And tonight I have on the set with me Lauren James and I'm so excited to have Lauren. Lauren is a graduate of the Practical Government School at Karis Bible College. I'm kind of biased, but I think that's an awesome school, seeing as how I set it up. And uh, it's really amazing, the education. And Lauren is one of the star graduates of that program. So we're so excited to have her on tonight. And uh, it's going to be a great show. Be sure to text or message your family and friends. You're going to hear things tonight. You're going to learn stuff on Truth and Liberty that you just won't learn anywhere else with John. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Be sure to text in your questions or message in your questions and comments but now I just want to kick it over to you Lauren you've got All some right. announcements and thank other information for,
2: thank you for having me Richard so we have some new resources that will be sent to you by email so be on the lookout in your inbox for Colorado voter guides house judiciary this is gonna be a difficult thing to say judiciary Republicans report on the politicization of the FBI and the DOJ and how you can share your story on being debanked for your beliefs We also have some events coming up in the ministry. We have the Dallas Gospel Truth Conference this week, November 10th through the 12th, with Andrew Walmick and Dwayne Sheriff. And we also have a campus reveal Tuesday, December 6th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So you can join us for a special live stream presentation with world-class lineup of speakers and teachers of the Gospel. See how the Lord is bringing about a global impact through Karis Bible College. So we have speakers like Andrew Walmack, Mike Huckabee, James Ro- Robinson, Rick Renner, Kenneth Copeland, Bill Johnson, John Tesh, Jesse Duplantis, James Brown, and Dwayne Sheriff. We also have the Heart of Christmas, December 9th through 11th. And we, have, we also have the Live Nativity, December 16th through the 18th. And we have the Gospel Truth Conference in Phoenix with Andrew Walmack and Lance Walnow. And every week we have a weekly giveaway. Last week's winner was Alan Thomas. You will be receiving Andrew's teaching. You've already got it. And this week's teaching giveaway is Effortless Change. So you can be eligible to, by subscribing to our emails at truthandliberty.net slash subscribe. And you can become a member of Truth and Liberty by donating $5 or more a month. And you can become a member And these donations are not tax deductible. So I'll turn it over to Richard who will now introduce our guest.
1: Thanks Lauren, Um, that was great appreciate that so much. I just wanted to mention on this live uh, campus reveal that Andrew's uh, vision for Karis Bible College is absolutely huge and massive. And he's going to be unveiling in this special live stream on December 6th, uh, what God has shown him about the growth of Karis Bible College and what it's going to take to achieve it. And so now the lineup of of people who are joining that presentation is amazing. Mike Huckabee and and so many others. So you won't want to miss that. Go on A.W and uh, uh, check that out for more information. Well, I'm so excited about tonight's show because John Graves is our guest. And uh, let me just tell you a little bit about John. Uh, He is the head of an organization called Million Voices. And if you haven't heard of that, you need to check them out on the web at millionvoices.org. John is an attorney. I I said uh, earlier today that kind of like me, he's a recovering lawyer. Uh, He's got the politics bug and he is actually doing an amazing work through Million Voices and his other activities of equipping the church to stand for truth in the public square. And uh, he's spoken to thousands of pastors across the country. And what he's really becoming known for is using technology to reach voters, using technology to mobilize the church uh, to get out there and vote. And I tell you, people are lining up at his door to take advantage of his uh, skill and experience in that. And um, I'll just tell you, he's a graduate of uh, the University of Texas at Tyler. With, he's an accountant and a lawyer that's kind of a scary combination you don't want to get on his bad side i guess but john we are uh just thrilled to have you with us tonight thanks for coming on the show it's a
0: pleasure to be with you thanks for having me richard
1: well so john a million voices tell us
0: let's just start by talking a little bit about your organization what is it that you guys do there We actually are an association of churches that mobilizes pastors, people, and partners for the cultural change through Christ. And so we use technology, as you just mentioned, to do that. But our end game is to make people, um, to give them practical ways to use their voice. It's sort of like being salt and light, except we use the word voice. We want millions of people to use their voice. So many people don't speak because they don't know what to say. They don't think their voice matters. They don't think their vote matters. And so we put, we create tools through technology. We educate them, mobilize them, and then we make them the hero of the story. That's my passion. Well, that's awesome. So, But you guys have,
1: you're doing a lot of stuff. I think you're, uh, you've got a how often are you? Do you have a program?
0: Is it weekly, uh, daily, or you're on all the time? Yeah, I, think. I, I do a lot of stuff. I was this last week. I was on Daystar, Flashpoint, Lance Wall Now, uh, a lot of a lot of different programs commentary wise. But then we um, have over 250 people sending voter guides into over 30 states right now that have critical Senate races, governor races or some other uh, race in that state uh, that we've created a 501C3 approved voter guide, and we send it directly to people of faith, encouraging them to not just vote, but to then be an influencer, uh, whether they're a pastor or whether they uh, get it out to people of faith. That's, that's my passion, is if enough of us show up, uh, we, can, we can change things.
1: You know, uh, we've done a bunch of voter guides here, too. Ours are focused on the state of Colorado. We're trying to flip this state. We've printed over a million voter guides. People can check those out on our website. But, you know, uh, awesome. I think I think uh, Christians, uh, you know, I think the last number I saw was somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 million evangelicals didn't vote in the last right. election, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, yes. But, uh, I think a lot of reasons, one of the main reasons that believers sit in the pew and don't actually vote is probably because they, they're they not confident about who to vote for, certainly in those down-ballot races. Um, sure. And so voter guides uh, are really an effective tool at uh, getting people to the polls. Can you comment
0: on that? Why voter yes, guides? Yes, it is. Yeah, so voter guides, uh, George Barna's numbers are that 75% of the people say the number one factor for them to vote is a nonpartisan voter guide. So we create those in over 30 states. You mentioned Colorado, here's an example. So we've got one for the governor, one for the Senator, and we're doing seven different state Senate raises in Colorado, they're fully footnoted. Now we're a 501c3, so we don't endorse or oppose. We don't actually take a position on candidates. And frankly, my position is, People are sick and tired of being told what to do. They don't mm-hmm. trust the media anymore. They don't trust the parties like they used to. They don't trust the PACs. They trust their pastor. So I'm glad that you've got those voter guides to pastors and they trust a friend. Those are the top two people that that if you get this voter guide from them, they're gonna pay attention. And a lot of people, you know, I used to be like this, Richard. I When I first got saved, I, I studied world religions. I didn't grow up in the church. Uh, I, I couldn't stand politics for a long, long time. They all seem like hypocrites and and there's plenty of evidence for that, right? The number one reason people don't wrote, vote statistically is they think their vote doesn't matter. Number two, they're tired of holding their nose and voting for the lesser of two evils. And so mm. we systematically find the top reasons people don't vote and then we begin to address those uh, and make it easy for people. So doing the hard work, getting the information to them, getting it from someone they trust, their pastor or a close friend. That's my passion is, is to let them understand, hey, your, your voice does matter, but you're more than just your voice. Your voice actually influences other people. And that's what gets me excited. We've got a growing family uh, that have signed up to do this. And the number one response that I get is, thank you for helping me find my voice. In fact, I just got uh, recently Uh, an email from a lady and she's running for office literally in this last year she's like thank you for helping me find my voice I I was frustrated about this stuff I didn't know what to do and you just made it so simple for me and it's like why not me and so she's actually running she won her primary and now she's running for a state house race and that gets me excited that keeps me going John, that's awesome. You said something there that um, I
1: want to make sure people caught, which is you said that your guide is fully footnoted. What are you talking about?
0: That's right. What does that mean? So, so we take we take the positions. Uh, let me let me sh- just show you an example of this. We take what in each state. What are the top issues that the the voters care about? The voters of faith. What is it? And this year, crime, people are mad about inflation, politics in the classroom, life, Second Amendment, those kind of things, males in in, in girls sports. But instead of doing what PACs and parties do, we just, we just cite the candidates And then we go research, and this is the hard, hard work that our team does, and we find out and then footnote every single issue where we say the candidate says it, you can just click that. You can go on our website. You can text MV to 80550. You get the guide for the state, and if you're passionate about life or or parents' rights or whatever, you click where they are, and that's what shocks people. They're like, wow, I had no idea that's where this person stood on this. And now, again, you're not going to necessarily agree with 100% of every candidate because you're not running. Maybe some of you should, <laughs> but but until you're running uh, or you find somebody who's a cookie cutter of you, you may agree with 10 out of 12 issues or 12 out of 14. I don't know. The issue is, it's uh, Richard and I had talked about this one time before, when you vote for a candidate, it's not like you're in junior high giving them a Valentine card professing your love for them. INSTEAD, YOU'RE you're PLAYING CHESS AND YOU'RE MAKING A CHESS MOVE. MAYBE YOUR CANDIDATE DIDN'T WIN IN THE PRIMARY AND NOW YOU'RE GOING, WELL, IT'S NOT THE, the BEST THAT I HOPE FOR, BUT IT'S AT LEAST BETTER THAN WHAT ELSE IS THERE. I, I WAS IN THAT CONDITION IN 2016. DONALD TRUMP WAS NOT MY FIRST OR SECOND CHOICE. And so I was not happy that my candidate didn't win. But when it became him and Hillary, it was so much clearer for me. I didn't know what he would do. I didn't know he would go on to be the the most pro-life president we've ever had in our history and appoint three justices to the Supreme Court with the help of the Senate, who's led by, in fact, one of his adversaries, McConnell. When when two people learn to work together, Churchill was a classic example of this, great things long-term in difficult times can happen, Richard. Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, so
1: the, uh, you're right. People don't, it, it, everybody's being told today what to think, right? That's what fake that's news right. is all about. And so I think yep. it's refreshing for people to wait. This is just objective, factual information. So that's like right. when you say this is 501c3, you're saying this is uh, IRS approved for distribution in churches because <laughs> uh, right. we're not taking a stand. We're just giving you the facts. Yeah,
0: that's right. And in fact, we we, sometimes we call it a voter guide, but a lot of times we've started calling it a candidate fact sheet. Mm -hmm. So there's so many uh, false factual things going on. It's really propaganda disguising itself as news, propaganda disguising itself as fact checkers. A lot of the fact checkers, we did a whole article for people who signed up for our stuff, fact checking the fact checkers. And we found (laughs) out that they're really just propaganda that's that are propped up by radical leftists to act like there's an objective. And then a lot of the news They just cite each other, but they all have an agenda, and people are sick of it. I mean, look at Colorado. You mentioned Colorado earlier. Colorado, uh, over the last decade, as people began to designate, although we have a two-party system, Republican or Democrat, it used to be a third Republican, a third Democrat, a third independent. What's happening all across the, the country, Richard, is instead of a third, a third, a third, now you're seeing 25 or 20% in the two parties and over 50% of the people in the middle. They're fed up with all of it. And so we don't try to say, look, they're totally perfect on one party or the other or the candidates are even. And sometimes we we disclose things where I don't agree with the candidate. Uh, Colorado's an example of that. I may not agree with everything on there, but I'm gonna give you the facts of where they stand and let you decide, do you wanna sit out and just default to the person you really, really don't want? Or are you going to stay engaged? No different than slavery. If, if you go back 150 years, what would you do if somebody said, well, I'm not this. This candidate is not stopping all slavery. They're just going to stop half of slavery or a third of slavery versus one who believes slavery should exist everywhere and you should be able to own human beings. It's like which side of those two choices would you be on? Now, once you make the better of those two choices, then guess what? in 2 years or 4 years or 6 years depending on what office it is you can try to upgrade that office again or you can go
1: run yeah that's awesome yeah I, we were talking before the show about this i had a lady come up to me recently who was upset because of a candidate on the voter guide that is not 100% pro life and um, you know i explained to her first of all this is just a guide this is not or as you call it a fact sheets we're not advocating for or against <laughs> anybody but uh, th- those Christians out there that, like you said, they have to pinch their nose when they're voting because it stinks. Can you uh, yeah. encourage those folks again, John, how, what is the, in your opinion, you know, what's the biblically appropriate way of, of analyzing and deciding how to vote, who to vote for? And I, I take it first of all Richard, that staying
0: home is not an option, right? <laughs> it's not. The worst thing you can do is not pray. The second worst thing you can do is not vote. Why? Because you're defaulting, in essence, and I have friends that have taken this position and I'm saying, okay, we live in a two-party system. So let's say we lived in a different form of government and Nero was was the king. Our only choice to tell each other and our children and our spouses is, okay, don't recant when they saw you in half or feed you to the lions. We live in a country where we get to elect who governs us. It's a constitutional (laughs) republic. And it's just take it to something cheesy like sports teams. Your sports team doesn't always win. uh, And so then you go, okay, well, who's left in the Super Bowl or in the World Series that just just happened this last week? It's like, okay, that's that's what our political system is. is, is, It's a two-party system. And when our candidate doesn't win, we don't pout like a little child and take our toys and go home. We say, listen, if that's what we're doing we need to question do we really care about what we say we care about because we're not at least eating the elephant one bite at a time and saying well i'm not going to just go all the way in someone who's broken or halfway with us or might be persuadable with us Donald Trump was that way for me. I I wasn't convinced he had had all kinds of positions on on life, but I knew what Hillary was going to do. There's no question. She was a very smart politician, had a lot of power, and I knew exactly what kind of Supreme Court justices she was. With Donald Trump back in 2015, I wasn't sure. In 2016, the lead up to that election, I wasn't sure, but I was, I only had two choices. Had I stayed home or, or, or quit working, which I I contemplated. So I I empathize, Richard, with people who have that. I get disappointed. I get frustrated. Often my candidate doesn't win. But but if you if our country, if you can see this long term, we didn't get in this mess in a hurry. We're not going right. to get out of it in a hurry. You're not going to get out of it in one election or with one candidate.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and some people feel like uh, you, you said the Valentine. You know, some people feel like, well, this person, if I vote for them, then. God's gonna be upset with me because I'm, in, I'm compromising and God doesn't compromise, yeah. you know, especially on the life issue, yeah. right? How can I vote for someone who yep. thinks it's okay to abort a baby, you know, up to yep. uh, the second trimester? Yep. Do you have, That's right. uh,
0: you know, what do you, what do you say to those folks? You know, to me, that I, I struggled with that. And, and I felt like the Holy Spirit showed me this. He said, in difficult times, times of war, times of, to me, the life issue is like the slavery issue of our generation. So that's yeah. a big, big, big thing. It's not just another issue. It's, it's the big one, right, uh, for believers. And I felt like God showed me Churchill, and he was an inc- incredible leader who was really rough around the edges, a lot of similarities to Trump. His arch enemy was Stalin. He hated communism. He warned England about communism. He wanted to stop communism. But when a greater enemy in Hitler arose, he didn't say, well, I'm a purist and I'm not gonna ever work with Stalin. Instead, he formed an alliance with the person who was his enemy to defeat Hitler, who was annihilating you know, Jews and on down the line. And as soon as Hitler was defeated, he went back to his opposition with Stalin. And so a lot of times we have to realize this is war. The Scripture is full of examples from the Old Testament to the New. The Apostle Paul didn't do the same thing every time. Jesus didn't do the same thing every time. Sometimes he used a question to answer. Sometimes, you know, Paul a- a- appealed to the, to the Caesar or to his Roman citizenship. Sometimes he fled in a basket. We have to use those things, but we live in a two-party system. So if you don't vote, you're basically saying at the Senate level, I'm okay with the worst evil for six years as my governor, the worst evil for four years, a House member, two years. And so so to me, I get it that it's difficult, but we have to make difficult decisions all the time. And it's more like a chess move or a military strategy that, okay, I can only move the ball or eat the elephant one bite at a time this election. But then the next election, a little more, the next election, a little more. And if you begin to take a long term approach, everything changes, Richard. Yeah, that's right. Well, we've got so much to talk about
1: tonight. But, you know, it's like w- when you're playing a football game, right, and your team gets down close, like say they're in, you that's know, right. to the 30-yard line, but they can't get in the end zone. Do they do a Hail Mary and, and go for the end zone, <laughs> or do they kick a field goal and take the points?
0: I always say that's take right. the points. And- And so take the points and even a field goal because field goals can stack up and win the game.
1: That's it, that's exactly it. Well, John, this (laughs) voter guide that you've got, I'm excited about it. How do people again, how do they get it? How do they, and more
0: importantly, how do they share it? Okay, so there's two, two ways to do it. You can text MV to 80550, or if you live in a state or want to get a guide for any of these states, we have a graphic that we can put up for those who are are watching us. All of these 30 red states, you can text the two-digit postal code, okay? So if you want, for example, Arizona, you text AZ to 80550, and instantly on your phone, you're gonna get a digital copy of the voter guide for Arizona. Now in Arizona, it's got a Senate race and a governor race, you're gonna get them both. We actually just finished the Secretary of State race there. Uh, if you know people, and say you live in Arizona, but you know somebody in Pennsylvania or Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, you could text PA to 80550, and then you get that guide for the governor, that guide for the senator. When you get the guide in any one of these states, you're gonna get a button underneath it that allows you to click to share. I'm asking people, don't just vote, but make your voice known. Jesus says for us to be salt and light, we can be influenced. If you speak, God, what did God do at the very, very beginning? In chaos, he spoke and order came. If we speak, we share this guide, it's the number one uh, thing that influences people, and you're the number one person who does it. If you can send it to a pastor, uh, I'm asking people, every state you know that's red on here, it's gonna be critical. 18 U.S. Senate races, uh, 18 governor races. Those governor races, by the way, are gonna determine life because the Supreme Court has now put it back. So you may not live in some other state, but they're gonna be deciding Roe v. Wade type issues in that state. Election integrity is gonna be decided by whoever the governors are. So you can have influence beyond just your 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 sphere. The Bible is very clear. It says, it says with the gospel, you do it first in Jerusalem, then in Judea. So your city, kind of your state, and then your nation, and then Samaria. You're influencing other cultures in your nation, and then the uttermost. Parts OF THE EARTH, and SO IF YOU KNOW PEOPLE IN THESE OTHER STATES, I'M ASKING YOU TO JUST TEXT THE TWO uh, POSTAL DIGIT CODE TO 80550, YOU'LL GET THE GUIDE, YOU CAN SIT THERE ALL NIGHT TONIGHT, ALL DAY TOMORROW AND SEND IT TO AS MANY PEOPLE AS YOU CAN, AND YOU CAN BE THE ONE TO MAKE A DIFFERENCE, AND LET ME FINISH WITH ONE LAST THING ON THAT, RICHARD, PEOPLE THINK uh, THAT THEIR VOTES DON'T MATTER. THE CLOSEST CONGRESSIONAL RACE IN THE ENTIRE COUNTRY IN 2020, LAST CYCLE, out of 435 seats was Congressional District 2 in Iowa. It was almost 400,000 people who voted. The Republican lady, Miller Meeks, won by six votes. You send this guy to 10 people in that state, you may be the one who pushed these razor thin margins over the edge. And I tell people, in a non-presidential, this is not a presidential election in 2022, six out of 10 people will not vote that includes faith people so christians 60 percent are not going to show up that's the average for the last 40 years so please vote but please use your voice and you can text mv to 80550 we'll send you all these instructions if you missed it but every single state you can get the digital guide in every single one you can click to share and the click to share by the way is not blocked. That was a huge story that came out of North Carolina State that Google was blocking and Yahoo is blocking 80% of Christians and conservatives. This tool is part of what my passion was over two years ago to build so that people could have their voice not be deplatformed or blocked. Wow, well done. So just let me kind of synthesize it. Text
1: 80550, yep. text MV to that number and you'll get that's uh, right. an immediate response. And then yep. you have your own voter guide there, but you can also hit click to share and you can send it out to all your family, exactly. friends, associates, even people in other states, right? So that's um, right, that's so exactly right. Like I'm from originally Oklahoma. And so if I wanted to share it with everybody I know back in Oklahoma, I could do that. Now. John, can we put your, I wanna put your map back up one more time. Uh, okay. There's gray, some of the states are in gray, right? And it says yeah. tier so, one so and tier two, what's that mean?
0: No, it doesn't say tier one or tier two. It may, you may not be able to see it on the screen. The red states have a have a competitive governor or Senate race. Okay, so Oklahoma usually is not. There's a little G right there above the Oklahoma. I don't know yeah. if you can see it on the map. Yes, we that see That means it. governor. If it, if it would have been an S, uh, it's a Senate race, okay? So if you go over to Arizona, you see the S and the G. That just means a US Senate race or the governor race. So like Oklahoma is a classic one. If you're from Oklahoma, you but you're now living in Colorado, you can text OK to 80550. You'll get the Oklahoma governor guide, and then you can click to share it. Let's say you know a pastor there. He can print them and hand them out. He can show them, you know, to his congregation. He can send it out to whoever wants. It. It's free. You can print it. Uh, you can share it. You click to share it. You could copy the JPEG that we send you. Uh, you can go get the footnotes on the website, uh, and then you may say, "Listen, I I know Oklahoma people. I know Colorado people. I want to at least do those two states. For me, I know people in Wisconsin, Minnesota, <laughs> Pennsylvania, all over the country, and so I just." send it to my friends that I think are pastors or influencers or people who are passionate about this and aren't going to give up just because things are discouraging or not everything's perfect or not everything's a fair election. You know, it's not just that there's imperfect candidates, there's an imperfect system, but Mm. we still have to work within an imperfect system in every realm in families and churches and yes, in politics. All right, so now
1: let's get to what everybody wants to know, which is how are you handicapping this, John? How's it
0: gonna turn out tomorrow? What do you think? Okay, so I think it's gonna be a red wave. It could be a red tsunami. And the easiest way that I would say that is where, where there's four time zones. There's Eastern, Central, Mountain, and Pacific, okay? I don't think in this election that we're going to have to wait until the end of the night. I think you're going to look for these two races. If the New Hampshire Senate race flips from Democrats to Republican, and especially if this governor race flips, which hasn't happened in over 30 years, I think, uh, from Democrat to Republican over the crime issue they're upset about, if those two flip, it's a tsunami. And if it's a tsunami, then what you're looking at in the Senate, you're going to immediately turn your attention to Colorado and Wisconsin. You got O'Day, Colorado. You got Tiffany Smiley out here in Washington. Those are possible miracle runs. And you're going to have 56 Republicans, a massive tidal wave. I don't think you get to Connecticut in the Senate for Republicans, but it's possible that would have to be a double digit swing, uh, even from where we are. And then the governor races, you're going to see it all over. I think Georgia, you know, Walker could get close if you see that happen. You're, you could get Walker even to win. Remember, in Georgia, you got to get over 50%. Uh, and then you're going to pick up seats in the Senate in Nevada and Arizona. Uh, and then you're gonna get them in Georgia and New Hampshire, that'll be four, Colorado and Washington would be 55 and 56, respectively. If you don't see this in New Hampshire, if it gets close but not enough and New York doesn't turn, then you're gonna have a red wave. I think in the house, you're gonna see, uh, and on this map, these little black numbers are how many house races are competitive. I think what you'll see, I pr- I'm more bullish on what's gonna happen because I think you don't have the Zuck bucks being spent this time you don't have hunter biden being suppressed this time you don't have you know the mules have been a little bit exposed you've got 19 states that have changed 33 laws let me give you a map for Mm -hmm. that one too these 19 states have changed 33 laws last year to strengthen voter integrity more did it this year in fact wisconsin outlawed the drop boxes uh you had even delaware outlaw drop boxes and vote by mail non-excuse and and same-day registration, because it didn't fit their constitution. So a lot of states have woken up, and a lot of voters, I believe it'll be Hispanics, uh, that'll flip over 30% because of crime, inflation, they're very pro-life. And you're gonna see, uh, I think, mama bears. Uh, Mama Hmm. bears are upset about the crime getting out of control um and and they don't like the politics in the classroom for their kids and 80 percent of the groceries bought are by the woman in the home and they're sick of those three things and i think you're going to see those two seismic shifts it's going to be a a big wave
1: i was just reading an article earlier uh that um one person is showing in polling that that uh, up to 17% of African-American voters are switching to Republican this cycle, which I don't know about you, but to me, I have never heard a number that big before. That's incredible. No, No, it'll it'll be a ninth. The difference between Hispanic and uh, Dems and Republicans is is down to 5%,
0: so this could be a uh, realignment election. Is that what you're seeing, too? Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I think it'll be a seismic reshifting election. I think it'll be... An election that literally transform. It'll be Hispanics number one, uh, females number two, to a lesser extent African Americans. But that's a nine point swing, uh, and it's and it's it's mainly black males. I mean, there in Georgia, you see it playing out. Stacey Abrams is a black female, is basically blaming if she loses, black men, you know, are duped. But black men have two black men running <laughs> and so and so now all of a sudden. They're listening to the issues and not the surface of the thing. They're listening to, well, there's a, a conservative and a liberal. There's one who believes in late-term abortion who's also a pastor, and there's one who's a football player who believes in life. And, I mean, it's been nasty. It's 159000000 million that's been spent from outside groups in addition to what they've raised. Um, but I think I think that could shock a lot of people um, in Georgia. And so I don't think Stacey Abrams would do well. I think she's like Beto, she's kind of already peaked a few years back and she just keeps running and making money uh, yeah. on it, but I don't see her getting close.
1: That's awfully encouraging, but um, I'm still hearing about people who are saying, well, the system is rigged, it's corrupt, I'm not gonna bother voting. Um, and what do you have to say to folks who are so concerned about election integrity that they're not going to vote at all?
0: Yeah, same thing I would say to the people who are concerned about the absolute perfect pro-life candidate. The worst thing you can do is not pray. The second worst thing you can do is not vote. Third worst thing you can do is not try to influence other people. Uh, the election integrity rules, I just showed you that map, 19 states changed 33 laws last year. I'm tracking three to 400 laws that are all happening at one stage or another this year. And I'll have a map on that at the end of this year, but there are a ton of improvements. And just because we lose our job to vote is stewarding our vote. We're planting a seed and in some places, I know that there is some cheating going on, but the cheating is not unlimited. So I don't know if, if the viewers remember a few years ago, a bunch of NBA officials got busted for taking bribes to throw games. Well, what came out in the, in the litigation over that was the NBA officials could throw a game by 5, 10, maybe 15 points. But they couldn't throw a game by 30 points or 50 points, so there's limits to it. Their limits of cheating have shrunk with all the new laws, and now lots of poll workers, lots of people are coming. The worst thing you can do, and this is what happened in both Senate elections in Georgia, the strongest pro-Trump counties in Georgia saw a decrease of 5 to 15% because people gave up. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to give up my kids all play basketball at a competitive level, high school and college. And what I tell them is even if the official's making bad calls and it's not a fair game, you shake that off and beat by more than the margin of cheat. You overcome that issue because sometimes in life, we have to overcome obstacles. The scripture's very clear. You will reap a harvest if what? You don't quit. Don't grow weary in well-doing. And, 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 and listen, I BELIEVE THAT ELECTION INTEGRITY IS A SYSTEMATIC LONG-TERM. JUST LIKE LIFE, IT TOOK 50 YEARS TO OVERTURN. WHAT IF PEOPLE WOULD HAVE QUIT BECAUSE WE DIDN'T WIN 50 YEARS AGO OR 40 YEARS AGO OR 30 YEARS AGO? WE CAN'T QUIT. IF IT'S RIGHTEOUS, WE CAN NEVER QUIT UNTIL OUR LAST BREATH. ELECTION INTEGRITY HAS BEEN A PROBLEM FOR DECADES. NOBODY PAID ATTENTION TO IT UNTIL 2020. SO NOW, IN 21, WE'VE MADE A LOT OF PROGRESS, IN 22 MORE, but guess what, when you get new governors and new legislatures, what can you do next year? You can make more improvements. It's still not gonna be perfect. It's it, what we fight for is fair and secure elections. And so that's what I would say to people is is spiritually, it's a stewardship issue. Don't give up, don't lose hope. If you don't quit, we will reap a harvest. That is so good, man. I wanna I want to capture
1: that and replay it. You know, by not voting, would you agree that by not voting people actually make it
0: easier for the other side to cheat? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And not being a poll worker and not Mm -hmm. sharing it with other people. The system, if we get enough, if the church wakes up, we're going to overwhelm the system. If the church truly has an awakening, in fact, it's going to disrupt both political parties, in my opinion, because a lot of times on the Republican side, they give lip service uh, to the church. And on the left side, it's kind of more of the woke doctrination, you know, the social justice stuff that happens, if it's even that. Usually most of them now, the Marxists have kind of taken over over the Democrat party for a large part. And that actually is a religion and people don't understand that's a religion, but it's the foundation of all the things. And not all Democrats are like that, but it's kind of taken over the Democrat party. In the Republican party though, there's a lot of people in there that they use the church or they want the church to vote for them. They give lip service to it, but they're not true believers. So our job as believers is continue cycle after cycle after cycle. To get as many people as we can engaged in the process, running for office from school board all the way up. And and that's what we're called to do. Salt and light doesn't mean you you put your salt on some problem and you solve everything in one, one dash of salt, or you turn one light on and you conquer all darkness in the universe. No, you're one light, but if you set a lot of other people on light, you become a city on a hill and everybody can benefit from it.
1: Uh, John, we, we've got some questions coming in. We're going to get to those in just a second, okay. but I wanted to ask you kind of one more question uh, uh, that I have for you, which... Um you know, the Lord spoke to Andrew Wamack last March that the third great awakening has begun before anybody was saying anything about an awakening and he went public yeah. with it right away. And, uh, and we're seeing now, and you can't necessarily measure a move of God by the headlines, but we are seeing yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good news out there. Um, it can get drowned out yeah, by the negative, but are you seeing a lot of reasons for hope uh, today?
0: I 100% agree with that word. I believe that awakening a lot of times is preceded by difficult times, by hardships. There's been two great awakenings in this country, and they both righted a grave injustice. One Mm -hmm. was the tyranny of England, and there was a great awakening that happened before that war, and then the other was slavery, which was a great blight on our, our nation. There was a there was a debate from the beginning. People don't understand that, and people now talk about reparations. They talk about you know oh all white all white men are evil because this happened in the country and they, and white men did it. There were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of white men who died, who gave up their life to free their black brothers and sisters, and that. All was preceded by what? The second great awakening. We're now living in what I believe with Roe v. Wade coming down, the deep state coming down, all of these issues coming back. I think it's already begun. And it's not a it's not a moment in time if you go study awakenings throughout history there's not like one day that everything happened and it all was finished in the next day no this is a long growing building thing that looks different every single time i see it in the hearts of people i see it when i talk to people i am very optimistic but it doesn't mean when there was awakening there wasn't still a war and that's what i encourage people to say hey even while there's awakening that doesn't mean we all get to go live comfortable lives and go hide There was wars that followed those awakenings that brought freedom to everyone, and that's what we got to stay focused on.
1: Wow, that is so good. Hopefully, we won't see bullets fly, but we are in that (laughs) war. It's a massive conflict going on right now in our country. Everybody knows that. Well, I think we've got some questions coming in, do we, Lauren?
2: We do. John, guests are asking, why are elected officials claiming election results will not be available for days or weeks after the election?
0: Yeah, that's troubling. It's a red flag. But sadly, in some of the states, you know, if we look at this map, Pennsylvania would be at the top of that list. In Pennsylvania, the Democrat court overruled the Republican House of State and and Senate legislatures and said, hey, we're going to keep counting your votes days after they used the excuse of COVID. That's been overturned in some states, but not all states. Obviously, Biden has been saying that for the last week at several of his rallies. He's saying, oh, it's going to be several days, several days. So, you know, the problem with that is, you know, France is a nation of, what, 50-plus million people. All paper ballots, all decided in one night. No dispute, no issues. They count them right there on election night. And you're going to see that. So there will be pockets of that problem. But I think the red wave is going to be big enough. It's not going to really matter. People are, you can keep counting Pennsylvania, but it's not going to matter.
2: Okay. We have another guest asking, how can churches and pastors stay involved after the elections?
0: I love that question. So so one of the things we do, and you can go to millionvoices.org and sign up. This is what people don't understand. There's 435 House members. There's only 100 senators, and only a third each two years is up for election. But at the state level, I believe this is part of the awakening all the federal issues are getting pushed down to the state. This new Supreme Court that God used uh, both McConnell and Trump, who didn't like each other, to get a new Supreme Court majority, are pushing these issues constitutionally back to the states. And so now there are 7,383 state reps and state senators. They're the ones that are going to make the big laws on life, on election integrity, all of the big issues. We spent the last two years building a tool where somebody goes to millionvoice.org, millionvoices, with an s.org, and they put their address in. They can do it for free if they want to, like me and they're busy, we'll be your secretary and we'll send the letter from you to your state rep, from you to your state senator every single month. You, you just click in your address. We've mapped the whole 50 states, all 7,383 reps. We match you to both of those people. And you then say, here's my top issues. Maybe it's only life. Maybe it's life and election integrity and you know, three or four other issues. We list several issues. When you tell us that, we then help you use your voice to contact them monthly. And that's where the radical change is. Nobody does this. Most groups usually say, hey, give us your email and we'll give a petition. And then they take a big number, 100,000 people, and take the petition to somebody. It doesn't matter. What we statistically showed and proved is state legislatures are little bitty tiny margins. They're not 50, 70 million like a presidential election. They may be 5,000. And when 10 or 15 people who are voters, this is key, you're not sending a letter to somebody else in another state. You can encourage people to vote in another state, but when you're a voter, your state rep will pay attention to you. 10 or 15 people in that district, that state rep is not used to it. He's used to lobbyists. He's used to people who don't like him. He is not used to 10 or 15 people saying, hey, I care about you. I'm praying for you. I appreciate your service. But I also care about these issues, and I want to know what you're doing about them. And that's how we built that tool to put the power of your voice straight to the person that matters the most. That's, that's to me, a, a very exciting tool. And we're about to have a third of this country is going to be brand new office holders come January
1: you know if i can jump in here on that i think that's a great question too and you know i've seen this cycle a lot of pastors are getting more engaged which is part of the good news but what yes. we what we can't have happen if, if we do have good results tomorrow night we we don't want pastors <laughs> thinking, okay, well, we did it. Now we can go back to business as usual. That's right. And um, That's how, right. we've got some links on Truth and Liberty's site where pastors can set up, um, you know, a, a, a courses or classes in their church where they can equip yep. the people to learn more about government and to get involved. And uh, one of them is I called Biblical Citizenship, which is Rick Green's yes. program that's literally it's taken the country world. by a storm. Thousands and thousands yep. of churches are implementing it. And then also culture impact teams, uh, which where uh, right. people can actually, those who have a heart for this stuff in your church, and every church has at least one person who's a political person you can be sort of the, the the mouthpiece, right? You can bring information to yep. the church and, and help the church get engaged. And that's what we need to do is it needs to be a daily thing and every week thing. It's not just right. elections. It's certainly not just presidential elections, but it's also right. like you're saying, John, at the local level, at the state legislature, even city council and town hall and everything, and, and really just being salt and light in all those all those arenas.
0: I 100% agree with everything you just said. Both are great programs. The thing that's incredible to me about what Rick Green has put together is he literally is empowering people. But he's, to me, putting the cookies on the lowest shelf to show you, here's how you cannot just be frustrated with the problems, You can actually solve the problems and then you can get small groups. I love it because Mm -hmm. that's where real awakening happens is at the local micro level in home groups and small groups. And Rick has built this. I think he's coached over, trained over 15,000 coaches across the country. And then you become kind of like a home church pastor that's mobilizing people. So it's it's an incredible program. If people have any interest in that at all, I highly recommend that they go push, uh, go learn that, sign up for that class. Yeah, great, awesome.
2: Great, uh, Boyd on Facebook is asking, "Will you have an election watch evening service that you will live stream?"
0: I actually will be doing some commentary on Flashpoint Victory News. They do a thing called Stand uh, America, and so uh, I'll I'll be on there giving commentary all tomorrow night. So we'll, I will give for those who sign up for the MV at eight zero five five zero. I'll give a couple of updates of the whole thing of what's happening, and I'll do that election night so that everybody gets it the following day to kind of to summarize. And what no one's going to talk about on election night is what we just talked about. Everybody's going to be talking about the Senate, maybe the governor and the wave and the, you know, how big was the wave in the house? The house is is a done deal. No one is going to talk about, but what about at the state level? And that's where I think things are going to be exciting because remember, there's two things going on here. There's not just a a wave that's coming, there's also a 10 year census where everything just got redrawn in all 50 states by population shifts.
2: Great, we have another guest asking, uh, what are the key issues that are driving Americans towards positions consistent with biblical values?
0: Uh, I would say uh, family is number one. The parent issues, the, the COVID thing shut down a lot of the schools and and that had a a side benefit. And the side benefit was parents began to finally pay attention to what this, the woke indoctrination of their children was. And that created a firestorm across the country. Again, remember, it always starts small. Jesus didn't first go to the 5,000. He has his 12, right? And then his inner circle three. But then it goes out from there. God Says, don't despise small beginnings. And so these little bitty pockets become bigger. And so when the family structure was there, even though the church also kind of became the second issue because a lot of those were locked down. And so I would call that religious freedom issues. So kind of family parenting issues and then religious freedom. Those are the things that are inwardly motivating people. And then you can follow that by crime and inflation and et cetera. But but really when the persecution, I've spoken to over 7,000 pastors in person live about these kind of things. And years ago I would say all the same things and they just didn't listen the same way. And I kept warning and warning and warning. God kept telling me, Your job is to just speak, my job is to let it fall and, and let people ever receive it or not. And when silly things like a man can now follow your your wife or your daughter into a bathroom in your church, then pastors all of a sudden said, Wait a minute. <laughs> What do I do? I'm going to get arrested if I stop them. It's like, well, if you live in a city, you might want to start voting in city council elections. You might, want, you know, if it's happening at your school and school board elections. And that's what I saw wake people up, Lauren.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've got an issue that I want to make sure we touch on, John, tonight because you're an sure. attorney and uh, I'm an attorney, and I think you know uh, all of a sudden people are switching off the program now. But no, uh, yeah. the last or this week there was a report that came out from the Republicans on the on the House Judiciary Committee about yes. something. Everybody who's paying attention, you know, you can tell this is going on. But here we've got a document mm-hmm. they issued that documents it and they're announcing their plans to investigate it, but I'm talking about the corruption and politicization at the FBI and the DOJ. First, let me just yeah. ask you, have you seen that? Or,
0: or as a lawyer, does that uh, concern you? What's going on there? And uh, what are your thoughts? It concerns me more than most people. And I could, there's kind of different slices of that same issue. One slice is the suppression of real truth using the three-letter agency. So remember, it was 50 intelligence officers that said Hunter Biden was Russian disinformation. The facts are simple. Forget 2000 Mules, forget Zuck Bucks, forget all the other reasons the election could have flipped the other way. The Hunter Biden laptop suppression alone with, with the three-letter intelligence agencies and the media and the big tech had that truth been known, Biden would not be president these last two years. I'm, it's unequivocal. It was 14 to 28% of Democrats said, if I'd have known that was real, I would not have voted for Joe Biden. The, the big reason they feel duped is Biden kind of sold himself as a moderate Obama 2.0. He has governed as a Bernie Sanders 3.0, and that's the disconnect with people And it's, and it's his son. The second thing I would say is there's about to be a lot of investigations next year. The GOP is going to take the House and the Senate. Now there's going to be investigations. And the question is going to be not just Hunter Biden's laptop, but the FBI whistleblowers that are now coming. Wait a minute. You're calling parents who care about their kids domestic terrorists? That's what you're calling them? Any you're deciding with big tech. I don't know if you saw that report that yep. just came out. That's a huge story. Huge story. That they were in cahoots with big tech to decide what information is allowed. That's literally a big state communist the way the government's run. And so those two issues are slices. And then there's a third one. There was a there was a little known case, didn't make any headlines. It came after Dobbs, but it was a six-three opinion that I believe will be as seismic as Dobbs as destroying the big state. I think it's the beginning of the end of the big state. It was West Virginia versus EPA where the court said, wait a minute, you three-letter agencies, you shouldn't be making law. Our Constitution says the government should do that. The the Congress should do that. Well, guess what? That's now going to be used with every one of those. But it's a big, long, to answer your question, it disturbs me greatly. It's a big problem, and a lot of people don't know what to do about it because you can't vote them out of office, can you? Well, you know, I I, I think it's a rule of law question, and,
1: um, you know, if we don't have the rule of law in America, if the law doesn't apply uniformly, and we have impartial law enforcement agencies and courts, then democracy, (laughs) republicanism is gone. You might as well forget about it. And uh, so it it comes back to this election, doesn't it? Right. If we want something done about it, then we've got to vote. We've got to do
0: everything we can to get our friends to vote. And... uh, Yeah. What do you think? You you just nailed it. That's one more reason to go back to an earlier question in the program where you said, what do we do about this? You can't fire the FBI director. You can't even make a complaint. You can't do anything to them whatsoever. CIA, FBI, DOJ, none of them. But you can change who's in the House and who's in the Senate that can investigate them. And they are the only ones constitutionally that have power over those organizations and can expose the truth. I mean, the simplest way to see it is you got Hunter Biden NOT JUST WITH PROSTITUTES, ILLEGAL DRUGS, AND DEALING WITH CHINA, DEALING WITH UKRAINE. I MEAN, IT'S IRREFUTABLE. AND THERE'S A STORY THAT'S COMING OUT WITH HIS PARTNER THAT'S ABOUT TO BREAK A LOT MORE OF THAT WIDE OPEN. AND YET, THE DOJ IS IGNORING THAT, SUPPRESSING THAT, NOT DEALING WITH THAT. AND THEY'RE LITERALLY RAIDING THE FORMER PRESIDENT DONALD TRUMP'S HOME, Mm -hmm. GO INTO HIS CHILD'S ROOM, HIS WIFE'S CLOSET'S CLOTHES, and, and and that's the world we're living in. It's a rule of law issue. It's an unequal um, application. And God despises unjust scales. He hates that's them. Right. He hates them. The Bible's very clear about that in Proverbs.
1: Yeah. So Hunter Biden, what, uh, what exactly do we know from his laptop generally right now about oh. uh, foreign influence and corrupt dealings with China and other countries? Uh,
0: he, he was paid money. His dad was paid money. His dad was called the big guy. Uh, He got 10% commission on all of these things. His partner has been a whistleblower. They've suppressed that issue. He's not shutting up. He hasn't been Roger Stoned and put in jail, and he hasn't uh, been um, disappeared, uh, if you will, like many other people have and and yet what what's coming out of this is it's irrefutable that he was related to not just Ukraine and to China and to Russia now you got Russia and Ukraine in a war after that but while his dad was the vice president he was connecting with a lot of these people using his dad's influence to get in there and then there's all the REALLY PERVERSE, DISGUSTING STUFF with, WITH DRUGS AND PROSTITUTES AND and ON AND ON THAT WERE PART OF WHY PEOPLE NOW BELIEVE he THAT'S WHAT CHINA USED to TO BASICALLY BLACKMAIL HIM AND KEEP HIM SILENT. AND SO IT'S yeah. A MESS AND IT'S A REAL PROBLEM FOR JOE BIDEN. THE REASON IT'S A PROBLEM FOR HIM IS HE TOOK SOME OF THE MONEY AND HE KNEW ABOUT IT. AND THEN HE LIED ABOUT IT IN THE DEBATE TO THE AMERICAN PEOPLE. AND SO THE CONGRESS IS GOING TO INVESTIGATE THIS. IT'S GOING TO GET A LOT WORSE. DO YOU SEE IMPEACHMENT IN THE CARDS? I don't know if I see impeachment. The problem with impeachment, everybody always, you know, they impeach Trump, they impeach Trump. No, they didn't. It's like a grand jury. The House was like a grand jury, which is easy to just, you just need a majority and you say, okay, we're gonna have a trial. But an impeachment requires two thirds of the Senate. And that's almost impossible to do. It's happened very, very few times to get two-thirds of the Senate to do anything in the 250 years of our country to, to pass a constitutional amendment. I mean, it's it's really, 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 really hard to get there. This one could turn into that if it's irrefutable smoking gun. He knew about it. He lied about it. They find that kind of stuff. And the bigger thing is not that they find it. It's, it seems to pretty much be there. The real problem is, do they have the... Backbone to actually do something about it, or does he just disappear? Because this election is going to go so bad, there's going to be enormous pressure for him not to run again.
2: All All right, John. So we have somebody asking Will Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter free conservatives to speak freely on controversial issues?
0: Uh, it'll be an improvement. I wouldn't say it will free them. People are quite excited about this. It is a bit refreshing. He He's actually been a lifelong Democrat. So don't get fooled that he's now your biggest cheerleader. The reason he gave today when he said, hey, I'm voting Republican for the first time ever this year. But the reason he gave was not because I agree with any of their policies. It's because our country's better when we split up the two parties. And since the Democrat, this was his reasoning, since the Democrat's in the White House, we need to vote Republican, which means. If there's a Republican there, does that mean we need to vote Democrat? It's, it's almost like he's trying to play the middle. But it is going to it is gonna be an improvement. He's at least going to give some people some free speech options. Uh, and it's kind of hard to silence him. But the DOJ, again, has already come after him, Lauren. Uh, they, they've they already started some investigations. Some of the senators are now trying to harass him because that's what the radical left is really, really good at harassing conservatives or Christians. And sadly, too many Christians throw their hands up and walk away or they're afraid. We need to be as bold as a lion on mm-hmm. these things. The righteous are bold as a lion, Proverbs says. That's right. Well, um, we've got about three minutes left, John. I want to ask you,
1: and I, we, I don't know that you and I have ever really talked about COVID and all of it but it seems like that house of cards might be starting to come down as well. Do you have any thoughts about that and where are we headed there? I think there was a bizarre article that came out in Atlantic called uh, pandemic amnesty or something like the call for that. I'm like, why do you need amnesty for if you didn't do anything wrong? And what do the Democrats see coming down
0: the track that calls them to issue an article like that? I I would think you and I have not talked about that and that's a pretty complex issue, but I think Rand Paul is going to lead the charge to go after Fauci. And there's no question that there was a lot of shenanigans that went on there. They used it as a control and they can try to now feign innocence and try to get amnesty. If you'll remember the emergency, it's, it's still not an FDA approved vaccine, but lots of people lost their jobs. Lots of people were forced to do something they didn't want to do to keep their jobs. And now there's, we don't know, and we may not know for another decade. We may never know the full extent of all of that. The the, the thing we have to do as believers, because a lot of people had very, very difficult. And here's what I would say to people, because I got friends that, that are never vaxxers and friends that are, are doing it. And I believe if, if the Apostle Paul can get bitten by a deadly viper and he can shake it off, Uh, we don't need to be worried about it because we can't live in fear. People are saying, oh, well, now 80% of the country's got it. If I ever need blood in a car wreck or something, I'm going to then have this vaccine or DNA. Hey... God's bigger than that. God God can, can we can step on snakes and scorpions. You just need to be praying over it, praying over your family, praying over those issues and praying that you have discernment that God gives you a choice to do it. You know, I've, I've got missionary friends that they were in a country that they were like, you know, what, what do I do I, to stay here? You know, I got to get a vaccine. And the pastor said, well, do you feel like God called you there? And they said, well, yeah. And he said, well, then what are you worried about? What are you afraid of? And so we need a lot more of that. Now, that doesn't mean, on the one hand, we need to walk in faith and not fear. On the other hand, we also need to fully investigate this and go did it come from a lab in China? Did China do it intentionally or unintentionally? Yeah either way they purposely got it over here and then the big big problem is the religious overreach where the governors became dictators and it's the loss of people's religious freedom. That's what needs to be reversed and dealt with so that it never happens again. Well we've, we've got about 30 seconds left so thank you for that and it's just
1: again one more reason why we need to come out and vote, why you need to get your friends and family out to vote. If you want that stuff exposed, well, it's not going to happen when the Democrats in charge, or at least it'll be a lot more difficult. So one more time, let's put up John's website. And again, folks, if you need want that voter guide, it's text MV to 80550. You can get it and also uh, do the click to share. And for down ballot races, I just want to real quick mention iVoterGuide.com. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us tonight. I want to thank CT for carrying this. God bless you all, and we'll see you again next week.
0: Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer-supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net.